Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Welcome guys to this week's episode of Heavy Metal Tones with me, your podcast host, Tony Evans. A little bit of a change from the norm here today. I'm recording at night time. Um, I did record this during the day yesterday, um, but really didn't like the uh, outcome. So, uh, as you, you know, we've got to edit ourselves sometimes, haven't we? Um, I just said some things that I didn't think were um, wholly correct. So I thought I'd uh, uh, come back and reorder it. We record it. So tonight's uh, I'm double handing. I've got a cup of tea and a very nice single malt. Cheers. Hmm. Very nice. So tonight's uh, or tonight's this week's episode is all um, about the new EP by Heads for the Dead um, in the absence of faith. Before we move on to that particular um, EP that was released on the 1st of September uh, 2023, so if you're listening to this in the future, that's when it was released, I got it a week early um, from the brilliant people at Pulverized Records in Singapore. Um, They were absolutely fantastic to deal with. They were really brilliant. They got it to me quickly. Um, they even refunded me the difference because they accidentally overcharged me for postage. I mean, what that never happens in this modern world. Um, it just doesn't happen. It really feels there's a nice personal touch. Roy at Pulverized Records said that they've been around since the mid-90s um, in Singapore. Three of his, him and two other members of his company have uh, produced some really interesting death metal. That's what they're really into. They've done stuff with um, Eamon Armarth, and so on, and some of the stuff they produce have gone on to become quite collectible, and I can see why, because the product itself and the company themselves are brilliant. So just big shout out to Roy there. Uh, I really hope that uh, we get to work with each other again in the future, or I get to buy stuff from you in the future. That'd be great. So let's move forward on to Heads for the Dead in absence, in the absence of faith. Before we talk about the EP, which is a stunner, just let you know, um, you know, it's one of my favourite bands. Um, I want to talk about horror movie themed metal, okay? There's a lot of it around if you look for it. 
Um, I think horror movies, let's be honest, the theme of horror movies and the darkness of 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 uh, scary movies uh, really sort of beds well with the the you know the ins and outs of heavy metal i mean it always has done isn't it the there's a, you know there's been that sort of topic in and around the genre for a long time right from the beginning of its birth with black sabbath's uh black sabbath okay which is um i mean very heavily influenced by maria barber's black sabbath of course uh a brilliant black and white movie which i highly recommend if you haven't seen it see it i think you can get it on youtube quite easily now um, it's got um, Barbara Steele in it, and it's absolutely brilliant. Uh, one of my favourite movies. Anyway, so horror movie bands. There's a lot of them around. Okay, so I thought, where would you go, and who would you? If you said Tony, Tony, where would I go before I start listening to Head for the Dead? What should I listen to? And is there? I'm really getting into this horror movie genre because we are getting close to Halloween. What would you like? What bands should I listen to? And I, I've got a quick list here. Okay, now I jotted this down earlier today so if you want a bit of paper crumple crumple so um vhs from canada um they basically do heavily sampled field horror thrash i've got in fact a couple of their albums on cassette uh and they absolutely do not let you down um they they are not for the it's not easy listening by any means so people out there who listen to podcasts who are new to this form of music especially death metal um horror movie metal is, is a one it's a fun one to do um, but it can be quite hard sometimes to listen to. Then you've got Fulci. Now, Fulci is named after the Italian um, gore meister Lucio Fulci, who's one of my heroes as a film director. Um, terrible movies, but they are absolutely swathed in fabulous, um, <laughs> fabulous gore. Um, they made movies like City of the Living Dead, The Beyond, and Zombie Flesh Eaters. Um, the Beyond being one of my favourite movies of all of the Italian subgenres, uh, uh, exploitation movies, and then you've got Make Me Make Them Die Slowly, a UK band. Now they're named after the uh, the band UK video nasty um, Cannibal Ferox. Um, uh, not not a movie um, people out there that I'm going to tell you should go out and watch because it can be quite hard to watch. There is some there's an edit an edit of it which has a bit of animal violence in it, so I'm sorry trigger warning don't go and grab that if it's going to cause you problems it is actually quite stupid and uh it is very graphic and uh quite nasty but some of the some of the gut munching scenes are something to behold if you like a gore movie um then we've got cropsy maniac now they're um, basically named after the burning um the movie uh with the uh not all splatter movies and uh, serial killer movies of the of the 80s were jason and freddie right or michael um this one's named after cropsy he was it's the burning it's a movie that tom savini did the special effects on it's one of my favorite of his the, the special effects in it really do blow your mind considering it was on a very low budget um he'd worked mainly with romero on dawn of the dead day of the dead martin um uh, things like that okay the uh, crazies and i think he started out on i think he started out on a little unknown movie called um children play with dead things um anyway and then um, we get uh, liquid flesh now liquid flesh uh are a band that make me smile uh, in a very strange way i shouldn't really say why they make me smile they just do um 
but they pay homage to body melt movies. That's that's my favorite one of my favorite subgenres of the of the gory horror movie um, genre. Um, I really like Street Trash, one of my favorite movies of all time. Very very hard to get hold of. Um, if you do get to watch it, uh, I had to really hunt mine down on DVD years ago. There's a fantastic dick. <laughs> mutilation scene in it um, you have to see to believe and the special effects are done by Jennifer Aspinall and she just is a brilliant for considering that she is she's still working in the field considering that she is still one of the only real female special effects eyes out there her body melt gooey is about um the movie is about uh, a, a guy finds owns an off license you know a, a bottle shop um, and he finds a bottle of this box of this viper hooch um, and in his cellar, and he sells it off to the tramps or the down and outs or the hillbillies. You know, they're not hillbillies, wrong word, sorry. Um, you know, just the people on the streets for a dollar a bottle, and when they drink it, they melt. It's, it is pretty bloody fantastic as a movie, actually. Um, and then we have another band called Auto of Giallo. Now, Giallo is an Italian genre movie, uh, basically, means yellow. Um, the Italians had a series of sort of murder mystery books that came out in the 60s and 70s that were yellow covered and there were giallo books and uh, the art of that movie is to be basically sort of leather leather uh, gloved murderers you don't see killing beautiful women and it's all sort of absurd strange storylines um, and honestly the master of that really is um, Dario Argento his giallo movies like uh, Bird with a Crystal Plumage um is it, it, for, to be one of them is just um it's just a, a crazy brilliant movie. Uh, of course, he went on to make much more graphic movies like Suspiria and um, Tenebrae and Inferno. But he also he's one of my heroes. He also uh, his beautiful use of color. But he used the Goblin as the soundtrack. Guys, to make the soundtrack. Now I did an episode talking about Goblin before. They were like a prog band from the seventies um, that basically made this incredible keyboard. A suspense music that's brilliant for um, for uh, this kind of genre, and they I think Ultra Giallo do actually mix some of Goblin's music in. A lot of the tropes of this genre of music is that they they do tend to sample the horror movie moments, and you'll find that Head for the Dead do that as well. But coming back to home, um, I interviewed the band called The Burning from Perth a few weeks ago. If you've been listening to my show, you'd know. And uh, they basically are a zombie-influenced thrash death metal band. Um, And they make, they basically wrote the whole album based around, uh, you know, the zombie genre, you know, heavily sampling things like Night of the Living Dead and so on. Um, And they make one of the best, it's probably one of the best horror-themed albums there is in the market by a long way. And... As I said when I interviewed them, I genuinely mean that. I think the guys are, are top draw. Um, and so if you're going to listen, you know, delve into the horror-themed genre, maybe that's the way to start. Start with Homegrown, go with The Burning. Um, the album is The Living Dead. Uh, you can find them on Spotify and on iTunes, and you can listen to my interview with them a few weeks ago on the show. And then follow my lead, you know, go try Fulci. Fulci is more prog, to be honest with you. A lot of prog in it. A lot of keyboard and instrumental pieces. If that's not your thing, and you want it harder than VHS and Cropsey Maniac and Liquid Flesh, I mean, this is there's a lot more out there than that, than 
than that. But this is my pick. Um, but we're going to talk about the incredible Heads for the Dead EP, uh, which is it came out a few weeks ago here, or last week here. I've had it for a little while, and it is a stonker, an absolute. I give it a heavy metal tones five stars out of five stonker of an EP. Um, it is their best work so far. They've produced three albums, two EPs, um, Serpent's Kiss, Into the Red, The Great Conjuration, uh, they're the three albums, uh, Slash and Roll, and this one now, uh, In the Absence of Faith. Slash and Roll is an interesting EP because it's mainly about sort of your, your as it says, slasher movies. So it's got like Halloween um, and it's got Maniac on it. And those two are brilliant pieces of sampled um, horror-themed uh, madness. I mean, it, clearly these guys that make this music really are into their their darker movies. And as I am, as I always have been, a um, little lesser these days than I used to be. Um, before I got, no, basically before the kids, I think before then when I was really in the industry, um, I was really into it. I am sort of have my toes still in the water, you know, with it. Um, mainly through the music, actually, now these days, more so than the movies. My daughter's really... Par I've passed it on to my oldest daughter. She loves horror movies. And good on her. You know, fantastic. Mm. But um, not all horror movies are violent, by the way. So please don't think that just because these things I'm talking about now are quite graphic and aggressive... Um, that doesn't always make for a good horror movie at all, by no means. One of the most horror movies ever made is a movie called The Haunting, and that's got another, it's a black and white um, paranormal movie. It's absolutely brilliant. Anyway, that aside, so we're going to go to the break now, and uh, I will come on the other side and we'll chat about uh, Heads for the Dead's new EP, In the Absence of Faith, on Pulverized Records. Out now, folks, out now. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at Burrow.com Acast. And up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome back, guys. So, In the Absence of Faith by Heads for the Dead. So, Heads for the Dead have been around now uh, for quite a few years. They're a sort of death metal horror-themed supergroup that um, have, as I said, have released three albums and two EPs. I first came across them about two years ago and absolutely fell in love with their sound. They have got much more aggressive, uh, sort of easier to listen to, I think. I, I think I'm getting used to their sound, but the uh, first album is quite intense, quite layered and dense. Um, and I would say um, a great intro to the band, but if you want to jump into the band first, what I probably would do is jump into Slash and Roll, their, their EP. Um, then I'd go, then I'd go into the red, and then I'd go into red, and then I'd go. Um, uh, Serpent's Kiss and then I'd go to The Great Conjuration um, it, it only because it's just uh, I think if you head straight for Serpent's Kiss first you might find it a little too uh, well, the first, not all of us some of my listeners will be have no problem with it but new people to the genre might find it a bit hard to, to get into um, the band consists of Johnny Pattis, uh, Peterson on guitars bass and effects Matt Mo- uh, Molity also on solo all solos and now if I get these names wrong pronounced wrong I do apologise guys John Rudin on drums and Ralph Hober on Vox. Now Ralph Hober is a really nice guy because he I bought some shirts or a shirt from him from his page and he was just really helpful all the way through. Just a, like a decent guy. Um, he's recorded at Studio, Studio Unbound in Sweden. Um, it was re, vocals was re, were uh, mastered at Audio Spielersheizen. I can't pronounce that properly in Germany. The lyrics are by Ralph Haber. All right, so um, the the tracks on the album um i'm going to go with you i'm going to go through uh track by track now sonically as i said this is for me they're easier to listen to it's the most accomplished it's the cleanest it's the most um radically uh for, for them it's the most radically listenable like i find it extremely re-listenable and i i find it um groovy in a way that you wouldn't expect a death metal song to be groovy okay it's just it is it's it has this um real re-listenability to it now okay we it basically it's five tracks running at 23 minutes okay and 35 seconds each track is is basically is um linked to a movie all of the movies all of the songs on this album really linked to the phrase in the absence of faith now 
they're all basically around um, the, the 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 attack of the soul or the loss of faith or the darkness of of um, the void without god or christ or wherever you know insert your deity here okay um obviously these are christian um christian based but you could really you know interpret this any way you want the first um song is called heart of darkness now heart of darkness is based around the um the movie um apocalypse now now you might say what's that got to do with um satanic possession and uh, and and all that sort of thing well actually it does because the story itself i'll read you a synopsis so it was directed in 1979 by francis ford coppola and this is the this is the synopsis in vietnam in 1970 captain willard martin sheen takes a perilous and increasingly hallucinatory journey upriver to find and terminate uh colonel kurtz or uh, yeah, uh, Marlon Brando, a once promising officer who was reportedly gone completely mad in the company of a Navy patrol boat filled with street smart kids, a suffering obsessed air cavalry officer, Robert Duval, and a crazy freelance photographer, Dennis Hopper. Willard travels further and further into the heart of darkness. Um, so it does, because what that's got to do with, maybe it's not, you know, as simple as and, and cut and dried as Satan and God. It is this man's... Um, journey into his own darkness his own absence of faith almost because he, he's a, he's in a in a world that is crazy right he's got to kill men for no reason he's got to protect himself he's got to live in a jungle on a river he's you know where any moment he could die or any moment his people in his protection could die and then when he meets this man he's got to then terminate him and really the same man has gone mad himself because of the the craziness of war so it's got a brilliant um a brilliantly uh hooky middle eight this song right um the lyric i'm not going to go though through the lyrics with you because I, I i want this time around to you to explore them and see if you get them but there is a the bit there's a wonderful chorus where it does sing in the absence of faith right oh, sorry um heart of darkness and it does really grab you. It really grabs you. It's a brilliant opener. I thought to myself, this is a strange one to have on an album that's basically all um, sort of proto-Satanist, demonic possession style themes. But I can see where they were coming from with this particular movie because it is one of my favourite movies, actually. Um, It is quite a hard watch. Uh, I walked out of the movies when I first saw it. It was on with Double Bill with deer hunter and i just struggled and it wasn't i don't think it was to do with the movie being bad it was i was like 16 and i found it really overwhelming um i'm honest to be honest with you i have seen it since and it doesn't it's amazing now the second song in this uh uh um ep by the way which is also recorded on a at 45 rpm on on the vinyl because it gives you a bigger a wider track some more bass more volume as i found out from the after researching after my pill um, copy, I didn't realize why you did it on 45. So it gives you more bottom end, more depth, more volume, and which, because the the the, um, the groove is wider, and it's on a beautiful splatter clear vinyl. It's fantastic. It does come on a yellow swirl, and also comes on a black as well. Um, very limited in numbers, 100 for each of the two colors, and I think 200 for the black. Uh, 99 now because i have the clear one one of the clear ones um anyway 
So the next track is uh, based on 1976 Brian De Palma's classic Carrie, Stephen King's novel, um, which is basically a attack at um, uh, small town isolation. Sorry, I can't say it. Um, isolation and the um, absurdity and tragedy of um, Middle America and its um, and post-war fun- Christian fundamentalism. Now that's a big deep thing to talk about, but it is right. It's about as I said. I'm going to read you the synopsis. Those that have never seen the movie or read the book, I highly recommend to re- read the book first. It is much better than the movie, but this is still a cracking movie. Um, in this chilling adaptation of Stephen King's horror novel, withdrawn and sensitive teen Carrie White, Sissy Spacek, faces taunting from classmates at school and abuse from a fa- fanatically pious mother, Pippa Laurie. At home, when strange occurrences start happening and around Curry, Carrie, she begins to suspect that she has supernatural powers. Invited to the prom by a emphatic, empathetic Tommy Ross, William Cat, uh, Carrie tries to let her guard down, but things eventually take a dark, violent turn. Now, it's not because she's possessed by the devil as such it's because she has um you know there is that sort of you know in the paranormal world there is a a, a theory that um pu- prepubescent and pubescent girls and boys girls mainly um can create poltergeist type activities which happens in the movie um because in the movie she does start puberty and things happen quite uncomfortable for boys of my age when I first saw it um, now having daughters it doesn't bother me too much but it still makes me feel a bit uncomfortable um, and of course it goes wrong because they get, she gets picked on because she's not normal even though she technically is normal it's just that this white middle class um, town with you know your, your blue eyed blonde haired um, jocks and uh, prom queens and, and, and you know cheer squads she's different right so therefore she must be outcast and that creates this sense of uh, of angst in her which creates the violence which comes across beautifully in in the the song uh, the again um it's very much a heads for the dead kind of trope the solo in this particular song is one of my favorites on the album it the solos on this on this particular ep album slash ep mini maxi ep i would call it um they're very new album they're very clean very different to what you might hear from any of other solos on heads for the dead's other recordings they it's almost um sophisticated clean and 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 different in genre sounding i really love the solos that um that he's the matt's got going on this particular uh, recording particularly in this track here um and also the drumming is superb absolutely superb and it the, the great thing about this band is that ralph's vocals way way he choose around the synonyms the way he pushes the words around his mouth and out it's it's in a different league to a lot of the death metal vocalists really different league there are words that he, that he mentions that you hear him say in other songs which are just they give me a shiver the way that he enunciates them uh, and then we move on to the right or the writ 2011 uh, directed by uh, Mikael Hellstrom not a movie that I've seen uh, a lot of times I have seen it it's uh, very much in the in the vein as the Exorcist, which we cover later on in the CP. It's about a priest. I'll, I'll read you. I'll read you the synopsis. 
Though he is filled with doubt about the subject, seminary student Michael Kovac, Colin O'Donoghue, finds he must attend the Vatican School of Exorcism. Believing possession to be the work of a troubled mind rather than actual demons, Hell urges his superiors to look for answers in psychiatry. Then Michael becomes the appropriate uh, apprentice of a father, Lucas Anthony Hopkins. Not Hell, he urges, sorry. Um, a vet, a typo on my part. A veterinary, a veteran exorcist and encounters a terrifying force that causes him to question everything he believes. Now that was poorly read. I'll read that again. Though he is filled with doubt about the subject, seminary student Michael Kovac, Colin Donahue, finds he must attend a Vatican school of exorcism, believing possession to be the work of a troubled mind rather than actual demons. He urges the superiors to look for answers in psychiatry. Then Michael becomes the apprentice of Father Lucas Anthony Hopkins, a veteran exorcist, and encounters a terrifying force that causes him to question everything he believes. Now, I've read that right proper second time. Uh, it is what it is, okay? So it's basically about a man who, in a very a very common trope in exorcist movies and possession movies, the priest doubts the reality of, of faith, basically, in the absence of faith, is exactly what comes across. He is in the absence of faith. Um, he finds it... And this is he finds it very um very hard to 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 basically to basically understand his own religion what I forgot to mention sorry was the second song that's the carry song is the called the taste of terror this one is called the god forsaken so again it tells you what it's about basically on the package he doesn't he forget he thinks his god has forsaken him because he doesn't know he doesn't feel that he's that it's true and then when it something actually happens to him and he's faced with the true reality of true fear and evil um he then has to uh, fight his own personal demons to become to find his own true faith to help the victim of this movie so and again the 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 the, the music in this particular track it, it, it is one of my favorites on the album I think they're all pretty bloody good, to be honest with you. Um, but it's just, it, yeah, it, it. I don't know what to say, but um, bravo when it comes to this. It's powerful. It's got hooks in it. It's got great guitar solos. It's well beyond the the scope of some of this other horror theme music because it, it really takes its themes with reverence. It doesn't mock it. It doesn't joke about it. It takes it with quite severity and care, and that's what makes I think the right not what I said not a movie that I'd return to regularly. Have seen it, um, but it's a great director, Michael Halstrom. I highly recommend you going and looking to these other movies. They're quite dark. Um, and then we move on to the the fourth track, based around the movie Saint Maud, directed by Rose Glass from two thousand and nineteen. This one is. A really in hard one for me to um, say. Sorry, sorry. Self-immolation in fire. That's the name of this track. Self-immolation in fire. Again, has a really singing, catchable chorus. Self-immolation in fire is really stupidly catchy. I don't know why it is. It just is. I will read you the... Oh, no, why is this is bloody well made. I'll read you the synopsis. So, St. Maud. Maud is a reclusive young nurse whose impressionable demure court demeanor causes her to pursue a pious path of Christian devotion. 
after an obscure trauma, now charged with the hospice of care of Amanda, a retired dancer, ravaged by cancer, Maud's fervent faith quickly inspires an obsessive conviction that she must save the ward's soul from eternal damnation, whatever the cost. Now, this one, like uh, Apocalypse Now, isn't really a true possession movie. The possession of this, for me, is actually in the mind of 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 Maud. Um, it's I'm gonna be I'm gonna be honest with you. Of the five movies I've talked about, this one is very hard to watch. It's a difficult movie to go into if you're dealing with anyone with mental uh, issues. A trigger warning on this: don't go jumping into this movie if you are living with a family dementia with dementia. If you're living with with any kind of um, mental condition that, that that creates delusion because this is basically what it is it's this nurse's belief after her accident of a delusional that her, her ward is going f- through this satanic possession uh, and she probably is actually but the way in my mind it's portrayed it's her now i barely got to the end of this movie so if i've got that wrong i'm sorry guys i couldn't actually watch it right to the end i found it a little bit tricky uh, for me, a bit triggering. Um, I hate the term tri- triggering, but that's the key case for it. Um, it's brilliantly directed by uh, uh, for by a female, and I'm not being sexist here. It's just it she adds this empathy that you don't get with a lot of horror movies of this period. Um, it is the lyric is um, quite sickening the way that she talks about spewing forth fluids and. Um, damnation and and these images that Maud I think fills her brain with uh, are quite disturbing and yeah anyway I'll let you I'll let you watch it or not watch it but the song itself um, really again brilliant solo wonderfully paced very dramatic almost operatic like it is on all the other member songs on this album it is gold standard death metal this gold standard I urge you. If you're listening to this to aid, if not, get a copy. Definitely um, stream it as, as, when, as soon as you can because it's a, it's a corker. Now, we've come from that rather tense and horrendous movie, in, and I mean that in, a, in the best kind of way, people, um, to The Exorcist. We end with The Exorcist, which is apt. Pardon me. Very, very apt. The song's name is Possession, and... To say that I think this is the finest example of horror-themed death metal there has ever been um, is going to be slightly understatement for me. I have I have listened to a lot of horror-themed death metal. I have, and this is it. Just takes it. It, it takes the, the award. It's gold standard. Um, they use um, they use tubular bells. They mix the tubular bells in, uh, the, which is the theme tune to The Exorcist, in with the music. Uh, it's operatic. It's tense. It's atmospheric. It, it, it's beautiful. I will read you that for those that do not know about The Exorcist, the synopsis as we have done all the others. Directed in 1973 by William Friedkin, one of the most prof- profitable horror movies ever made. This tale of an exorcism is based on loosely on actual events. When young Reagan Linda Blair starts acting odd, levitating, speaking in tongues. Her worried mother, 
Ellen Burstein seeks medical help, only to hit the dead end. The local priest, Jason Miller, however, thinks the girl may be seized by the devil. The priest makes a request to perform an exorcism, and the church sends in the expert, Max von Seidel, to help with the difficult job. Again, most people know the exorcist. They, they will have either seen the poster, seen a clip, know about the head turning and the spitting of pea soup and the profanities with the cross and so on. And the the controversy that it that it held, holds still in the world of Christian um, faith. It is, you know, see the director's cut if you can. It's the better version. Um, I'm not going to go into the movie. I'm just going to go into the music. There is this this one lyric, um, and it says in the. Uh, now let me just let me just find it one second. Um, okay. Where is the lyric? I wrote it down. One moment. Let me just pause that a second. Yes. It, sorry, I, I had to write it down because I didn't want to get it wrong. Um, levitation in the pose of Christ. It's just it really and the way that this music. I'm really struggling to describe this how brilliant this is um, this brilliant speed drumming at the beginning this sort of choral um, almost demonic um, church music underneath with um, Mike Oldfield's tubular bells blended in some brilliant rhythmic um, guitars very very sparse lyrics um, but when you get to that where it's you know where, Levitation and the prose of Christ, like just you can feel the the despair, the the anguish, the lost, the the where, how do I fix this? Um, you know, you can, well, I think they're coming from the side of the demon actually uh, on this particular track. I don't think it's about trying to; it's not about fighting the demon. And I get this actually with the whole of this um, EP. It does now. I think about it feel like it's coming from the opposite side of the fence so instead of it being good against evil it's evil against good um, which is really refreshing uh, a lot of the you know because we all we, we always we were like like we all like winners don't we we all want um the good to overcome and you know happy endings i suppose um but i think that this itself uh, just really helps to solidify the genre this it really is it's like when i first heard war at war with satan i originally picked the album up thinking it was at war against satan and i realized it was at war with satan against the could the venom album um and so it really sort of really i mean i've heard i've talked about it on the podcast before that terrified me uh as a, as a 15 year old when i first heard it um and i think this could do the same to a lot of people actually so as i said um brilliant brilliant the best the best the best um i can't say enough it's just it hasn't come off my term table in over a week and uh i can't stop playing it this particular particularly possession is i think it's because of the tubular bells and i love tubular bells i think it's because i love the exorcist i just think the way that they've the reverence that they put into this particular song if this doesn't get an award people i'm i'm i'll, I'll give my day i'll give up my, my job i, I just it is just absolutely outrageously brilliant. Um, it really, really is. Now, uh, it does... It, it, look, so as I said, one, with the movies, all of them I recommend, just be careful with St. Maud if you've got anything that might trigger. Um, the rest of them are, you know, apart from, say, Apocalypse Now, which also could be quite triggering for some people. Um, the Exorcist, 
these days it still stands up but it's nothing as 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 damningly awful as some of the stuff that um is sort of flushed in front of our eyes and peddled as feel as horror movies when it's not really a horror movie um you know it's mainly just torture and extreme violence i don't mind i said i love a good gory movie but there has to be a good reason for it um if it's gonna be gory let it be fun if i don't mind i don't want too much altruism in my gore i have to tell you um i don't mind it but it gets very unnerving and very voyeuristic in some respects um anyway i'm like i think i must be aging might be my age because we're not 16 year old 20 we're going yeah more blood more guts more blood more guts more blood yeah exploding heads woo um i think i've sort of calmed down a bit now mm. it's a very nice single milk that mm. if you're wondering you don't know what it is it's a brookladic 10 year old extra peat very very nice anyway um, that's me for this week. It's a short episode because it is uh, a little EP, just five tracks. Uh, I I don't want to go too far and deep into the lyric, as I said. I want you to go and listen to it. Watch the movie, maybe, and in return listen to the song, or listen to the song and watch the movie, if you're brave enough. And all the other bands I mentioned in the first part of the show, go and check them out. Um, I will put them into the show notes below. Uh and uh, I'll actually remember this time. I usually forget. I will remember this time. And uh, yeah, this is a five-star, absolute, bone-crushing, brilliant record. And if you're going to buy it, go to Pulverized Records. Pulverized Records. Go directly to them if you, if you. I think probably so that Roy and the band get to, you know the most they can out of the royalties um, because it is a difficult medium to make money in. And it is a difficult genre to keep uh, ahead of. Um, anyway, that's enough for me. I'm going to go finish my single malt, um, finish editing this program. And uh, anyway, chat to you next week. See you, for now. See you for now, guys. Keep safe, keep rocking. See you then. See ya. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.